Well, I'm going to just say once again, Happy New Year to you all. Um, this is, how <laughs> many are glad to have 2020 behind you? Um, I know I am. Um, this is when this New Year, this is when many people take time to evaluate their life, um, their future. Um, it's a new year. It's a new year. And so we begin to evaluate our finances and we evaluate our health, um, our career, our relationships. Uh, we just begin to think about uh, our future and our, and our, and our destiny. I'm going to talk about destiny today. Um, there are a lot of people out there who misunderstand the term destiny. They think that it means an unalterable conclusion, um, that it's just going to happen, that it's just fate, that it's, that it's karma, that you can't change it, you can't control it, that you really don't have anything to do with it, um, that God just determines your destiny and it's going to happen no matter, really, no matter what you do. <clears throat> and according to what I read from the Bible, nothing could be further from truth. I do realize that there are other religions out there that teach that, um, but that's not what Christianity teaches. In fact, the Bible teaches a couple very important truths about our destiny. The first one is that God's destiny for your life is good. It's good. <clears throat> Some people are convinced otherwise or convinced uh, that that's not the case, that their destiny is not a good destiny, especially after a year like 2020. But the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. He says, my plan, God's plan, my destiny for your life is a good one, is a good one. You may have had a terrible past your life may not, your upbringing may not have been good. Last year may have been a really bad year for you. <clears throat> perhaps even you've suffered, perhaps even uh, lost a loved one. But the truth is, the story isn't over. God says, my plan, my destiny for your life is good. <clears throat> it gives you hope. You may have felt pretty hopeless due to the recent situations here this past year. But God says, I have a hope and a, and a future and a good plan to prosper you. God says, hang on, your story's not over. The second thing, and it's just as important, I think, about destiny as the other, is that God gives us, listen to me closely, God gives us, he gives you, you get a choice in your destiny. The fact is that you can miss the good destiny that God has planned for you. It's not just automatic. <clears throat> it's not just going to happen whether you want it to or not. Uh, it, it's not involuntary. Uh, you get to choose your destiny. Now, this is going to be a very practical message today. And we'll wait for y'all to get back in to get real spiritual. But, <laughs> just kidding, but... 
But this is going to be something I believe that you're going to be able to take and absorb and really soak it in and really use tomorrow on Monday. You're going to be able to use during the week. It's, an, it's, it's something that's going to be very practical, so stay with me. And to illustrate these two truths, we're going to go looking back at the story of Joshua once again. We've spoken about this story many times here at the bridge, but where he leads the children of Israel into the promised land after 40 years of wandering in the desert. And quickly... I want to give you just a little bit of a background. Moses leads them out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt to take them to a land God promised them, uh, which turns out to be Israel. And basically, that, that land was 11, an 11-day 11 journey across the desert from where they were. They, they get, listen to me, they get right up to the edge of that promised land. They, get there, they could taste it almost. They could step into it. Um, they're right at the edge, and because they didn't believe what God had said, he promised to give them. Because they didn't have the faith, they, spent, uh, they sent in 12 spies to check it out, to go check that land out that God had promised. And after just a few weeks, they came back, at least 10 of them, with a super negative report and said, you know what, guys, we, we can't do this. We can't do it. We can't do it. There are too many tribes that are already occupying this land. They're, they're too big. They're, they're huge. In fact, they're so big that they look upon us and they think we're just little grasshoppers. We, we can't do it. However, there were two guys, Joshua and Caleb, that said, we can do it. We can do this. Now, as a result of the, of the 10 and their report, the people were afraid to step out. The people were afraid to, to take a risk. And they spent, because of that unbelief, they spent uh, 40, listen to me, 40 more years wandering in the desert, wandering in the wilderness, 40 more years. Now, fast forwarding, the Bible tells us that Moses now is about to die and Joshua is the young recruit and he's going to replace Moses. And that would be just to give you some uh, analogy, probably not a good one. Um, that would be like trying to replace the guy who had to replace Michael Jordan. Kind of like that. Um, and so Joshua's going to lead them across the Jordan River into that promised land. But right before that happens, God says to them, hey, check this out. In, in essence, your destiny is your choice. Your destiny is your choice. Now I want you to look at this verse in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. God says, I set before you today, Joshua, life and prosperity. And here's the choice. Or death and destruction. That's the destiny. And you get to choose life and prosperity or death and destruction. And you know how? If, it says, if you love the Lord your God and you walk in his ways, and you keep his commands, then you'll live, and you'll increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you're entering to possess. You know what? I like God's destiny for them. Uh, uh, God's destiny is you're, you're going you're gonna to really live. I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm going to increase what you do. I, 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 you're going to be blessed by me. But God says, you have a choice, and here's his choice. He says, but if your heart turns away from me, 
you will not live long in the land you're crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. Those are God's words, not mine. I have set before you life or death, blessings or curses. And he says, now choose life. Choose life so that you and your children may live. Wait a minute. You mean I get to choose? Yes, God says it's your choice. It's just a choice away. I want you to notice a couple things here about this very powerful verse. And the first one is, God had, listen to me, God had prepared a destiny for the children of Israel. He said, I've, I've already chosen the land. I've promised you this land. But I'm not going to just deliver it and, and set it up like a, you know, a, on, a, on a platter for you. You're going to have to go take it. You're going to have to go possess it. And he says, you've got a choice. And secondly, very important to some of us parents here, he says that the choices we make affect our children. And I want you to look at this phrase. It says, choose life so that you and your children may live. Choose life. It's your choice. Choose life. And it's not just for you. I don't know. Is that important to, to any of you parents out there today? Maybe for some of you it's not that big of a deal. But I think most parents really take notice when it impacts the life of their kids. So let's think about it. Here we are, January 3rd, 2021. And I want you to think about this next year. If you just, in your mind, close your eyes right now and just think about next year. It's going to be, next year is going to be, or I should say this year, really now, is going to be the most critical year in your life so far. Some of you are going to start high school. Some of you are going to start college. Some of you are going to start a new team. Some of you are going to get married. Some of you are going to have children. Some of you are going to change careers. Some of you are going to retire maybe. And some of you may be going back to work. And when you do, you're going to send your kids to Bridge Kids Academy. I'm just saying. <laughs> and a lot of important things are going to happen this year. So today is, is a critical junction in your life. So how do, you, how do you take hold of that death? How do you seize? How do you prepare for the future that, listen to me, that God wants you to live? So that you choose rather, you choose life rather than death. So that you choose blessings rather than curses. And if you want to seize your destiny, you're going to have to do what Joshua does in chapter 1. You, you, you may not be faced with the exact same obstacles and struggles and problems as Joshua was. But the way he, he, he approaches and the way he achieves his destiny, the way he fulfills his, his destiny is the exact same way that I want to talk to you about today. God told Joshua to do in order to possess the promise that God, God wants you to succeed in your life. But I'm going to say something here. It's not automatic. 
It doesn't just happen. You're not automatically going to be, do, and have what, what God made you to be, do, and have. You have got to make a choice. In Joshua chapter 1, it mentions the word success three times and provides two guarantees of success in this same chapter. So it's kind of worth looking into. If you want to be successful in 2021 in, in your marriage, if you want to be successful in 2021 in your family or in your career or in your education or in your life, wherever it is, uh, what's the first thing that God tells Joshua to do in order to take hold of his destiny? It's the same thing that we've got to do, and that is, hey, we got to get ready. we we got to make a plan. We have to make a plan. In Joshua 1, God starts out with this. After the death of Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm giving you. I will give you every place where you set your foot, just as I promised Moses. He outlines the destiny right there for him. And he actually gets a little bit more specific, and he goes on. He says, your territory will extend from the Sinai Desert to Lebanon and from the Euphrates to the Great Sea on the west. Now, I want you to notice a couple things here. First of all, you're, you'll never get started moving forward if you're always looking in the rearview mirror. You, you can't, I mean, you ever try to drive looking in the rearview mirror? Drive forward, that is. <clears throat> If you're always looking in the rearview mirror, the first thing God says to Joshua is, listen, Joshua, Moses is dead. He's buried. Here's the thought for you. What do you need to bury in your life? What obstacle do you need to bury in your life? What, what do you need to let go of in your life? It's dead. It's over. God told Joshua, Moses is dead and buried. The era uh, is over. It's now your choice. It's your choice. Then he says, get ready to cross. Get ready to cross the River Jordan. In other words, you've got to get prepared. You, you, you've got to plan it out. You've got to get specific. I got a question for you in life, in your life. Where do you want to be this time next year? You're either going <clears> to <throat> take hold, you're either going to seize your destiny or God's destiny for you, or you're going to go adrift again. I read about a study that said, catch this, 27% of all Americans have given <laughs> no thought to their future. No thought, 27%. Approximately 60% of Americans have given very limited thought to their future. Only 10% of Americans have ever given, listen to me, serious thought to their future. And only 3% of Americans have a plan and wrote it down, wrote down their goals and their plans. Only 3%. And they went back and they studied these same four groups, the 27%, the, the 60%, the 10%, and so on. And they discovered, listen to me, almost all of the people who had given no thought to their future, almost all of them, were dealing with welfare. 
almost 100% of them. And most of the 60% who had given some thought to their future, but limited, were barely making ends meet. I want you to catch this. Everybody say all. All of the 10% who had given serious thought were what you and I would call successful. All of them. Now, those with written goals were highly successful. They, they were the top achievers in the nation. In fact, those who had written down their goals and their plans were out achieving all the rest of the nation 10 to 1. Isn't that interesting? They studied further and they found that the 10% who had been given, who had given serious thought to their future and the top 3% who had actually written down their goals and their plans, that between those two groups, there was no real measurable difference between the two of them, like, like their education and their talent and their skills and their abilities. The only difference between successful and highly successful was that the top 3% had written down and planned their goals. That's the only difference. That's the only difference to move forward in your destiny. That's the only difference. How important is that today? In verse 10, he says this, So Joshua ordered the leaders, <clears throat> go through the camp and tell everyone, prepare your provisions. In three days, you'll cross the River Jordan, and you're going to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to own. He says, get your stuff ready. Pack your bags. How many, make a plan. Let's, 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 let's go after this thing. Let's, let's get ready for this. Have you made plans for your family in 2021? Have you made plans, I mean, specific plans about your finances? Have you made plans about your life? Have you made plans about your career? Have you, and maybe most importantly, have you made plans about your relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you made plans with the church? Uh, have you made plans with the ministries that you lead and that you're involved in? With all of the things that God has given you. Psalms 20 verse 4 says, May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Here's the problem. God can't make your plans succeed if you don't have any. If you don't make any. God is waiting on you. He's saying, you know what? I give you a choice. Life or death. Blessings or curses. You know that <clears throat> there are people in this room that could probably share better results than this, but most people will, will get to retirement and have nothing to live on because they didn't make a plan and they didn't save. Most people spend more time planning their vacation than they do planning their life. <clears throat> and I'm certain many of you women know this, but most women have spent more time planning their wedding than they'll ever plan their life. Yet that wedding is just one day of their life. You, have you made a plan today? Have you made a plan? It's the third. It's the third of Jan. Have you made a plan for 2021? And I want to encourage you something. We, we make a plan and then since we don't really know the future, we give God the right to change our plans. In James 
the book of James, it says, when you plan, you don't say we're going to go do this and this and this. Say, say we're going to do this, this, and this if it's the Lord's will. In other words, I give God the right to change my plans anytime, and he does. Amen? In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, it says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, then your plans will succeed. You, you make, you, you, got, you got to make the plans, that's for sure. You make the plans, and you say, Lord, I've done my best. Now I'm just asking you to you know, just surrender everything to him and let him take over. All right, next. If you're going to live <clears throat> the destiny that God has planned for you, you must build your life, com- listen to me, completely on God's word. Completely. And I'm not just talking about having a good foundation here or a good structure. I'm talking about, hey, help the roof. I'm talking about the door. I'm talking about the restroom. I'm talking about the bedroom. I'm talking about the kitchen, uh, wherever, everything else. And it's not good enough. Hear me closely. It's important. It's so important, but it's not good enough just to study the word of God. Notice what Joshua says in here in chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, when he talks about your destiny. He says, but, God says to Joshua, but be careful to obey. Be careful to do. Be careful to obey. Not some, but all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Wouldn't that be cool that, like, wherever you stepped, whoa, success. (laughs) Whoa, Success, you know, even if it's an accident to you, success. Wherever you step your foot, success. He says, study this book of the law continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Everything written in it. Then you will, it says you will, not you might, be prosperous and successful. God's will is in God's word focus on this verse just for a minute, all the ways that, that he's talking about inputting, inputting the word of God into you. He says, first he says, be careful to obey. Of course, it doesn't do any good if you're reading it and you're not obeying it, right? Because be careful to obey. And then he says, study this book. And then he says, meditate. Like, like we talked about that study earlier uh, with the percentages uh, that I mentioned. Um, <clears throat> this word meditate means to think seriously about it. How important was that? To think, meditate on it day and night. And then he says, be careful to do it. Like like Nike, just do it. God says to build your life completely, completely on the word of God. He also says, don't turn from the right or the left that you may be successful. He's saying, don't get get sidetracked. Don't... don't do what your friends are doing. Don't, don't do what your friends try to tell you to do. Don't, don't do what the, the, what's popular in, in the world today. Don't do what culture, because culture is not always set. In fact, most of the time, it's not the right way to go. Don't do that. God's word says those who seek the Lord will let, lack no good thing. If you're thinking, well, then how in the world am I lacking so much stuff in my life? It's because probably you're not seeking the Lord as your, listen to me, as your primary source. 
He's saying, don't, don't seek you know, fame and don't seek wealth and don't seek success and prosperity and don't even seek peace. Don't seek comfort. The Bible says, seek first his kingdom and then all these other things are going to be added unto you. If you seek, listen to me very closely, if you seek anything besides Jesus, there is no guarantee of success. Psalms 14.2 says, The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, who understand what, what life's all about, and if any are seeking the Lord. You know what? I want to be the type of person, the kind of person that, that's reading his word and, and that's seeking after him. And finally, and probably the hardest of all, in order to take hold of your destiny, and this, listen to me closely, you must courageously step out in faith. I find it interesting that three times in this chapter, Joshua chapter 1, God says this phrase, be strong and courageous. He tells him, he says, be strong. God says it to him in verses 6, 7, and 9. Why did God repeat this three times for Joshua as he's getting ready to possess his future? <laughs> Have you ever had maybe some doubts just before, you know, God's telling you to do this, and then you're like, oh, boy, I don't know. I don't know. Why did he need to be told? Why did Joshua need to be told to be strong and courageous. And from what I can tell, there are a couple reasons. First of all, Joshua was very intimidated by his predecessor, <clears throat> Moses. Pretty tough shoes to fill. So God says to, to Joshua, now I want you to pay close attention to this. Moses, Joshua, is dead, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm the same God who did the miracles through Moses, and I can do them through you, listen to me, if you will courageously step out in faith. <laughs> That's hard to do sometimes, but I'm telling you God's word. He wants you. He wants you to succeed. He wants your destiny to be good. He wants you to just, he, now he's got to encourage you. I mean, you got to step out. You got to step out. The other reason that he tells him to be strong and courageous, I believe, is because you're always, 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 everybody say always, always going to have to fight for your destiny. You're always going to have to fight for your destiny. In your future, you're going to have both battles and blessings. And yes, God told Joshua his destiny. And that, that you know, once again, he can tell you all day long. And, and you're like, um, so. So what's next? Well, I said to do this. Well, so what's next? It's like you're afraid to take that step. <clears throat> and he told, he flat out told Joshua the destiny. I read it to you earlier. But he saw, Joshua saw with his own eyes when he went over there to spy. He saw with his own eyes the seven nations and every single one of those nations was larger than Israel. Every single one of them stronger than Israel. Every single one of them trained armies. Israel didn't even have an army. Joshua knows. He knows the moment 
that he crosses that Jordan River into Canaan, it's game on with all seven of those nations. It's going to be considered an act of war. He's going to spend the rest of his life in battles, and by the way, he did. But because of him, and because of him fulfilling and, and, and not being afraid to step out into faith, because of his fulfilling his destiny, all of the children of Israel walked into the promised land. They, they had a place to live. They had the promised land, what God had promised them. You see, sometimes it's not about, even your destiny is not about you. The children of Israel made it to the promised land. And if you want to possess God's destiny for your life, it won't be without some tough times. It won't be without some battles and some blessings. However, when you're possessing God's destiny for your life, so important, you can boldly, and I mean you can boldly, it's so hard, but you can boldly go after it. Why is that? Here's why. Because God is with you. Look at verse 5. No one will be able to defeat you. How would you like God to say that to you? No, no one will be able to defeat you all of your life. God tells Joshua this. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave and abandon you, God says. You know, he's made that same promise to you and I. I don't have a crystal ball. I have a crystal. That's my wife. But I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen next year. This year, I should say. I don't know what's going to happen to you. I don't know the things that are going to happen, what's going to transpire. But I can tell you this. God will be with you. He'll be with you. Another reason that you can boldly go after your destiny is, is God keeps his promises. Look at verse 6. Be determined and confident, for you will lead these people to possess the land. What? I promised. And thirdly, God commands you to do it. Look at verse 9 here. God has told you to possess the destiny that he has for your life. He's told you to do it. In verse 9, it says, Joshua, have I not commanded you to do this? So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I want you to look at a couple words there that he uses in verse 9 that, man, they are definitely a part of our lives, and that is afraid and discouraged. Beware of those two enemies that, that will keep you from fulfilling your destiny every single time. Fear keeps you from starting. Discouragement keeps you from finishing. Okay? Listen, it was springtime in Israel, and, and in the spring, the Jordan River floods and becomes like a, like a mighty river, really. And, and Joshua's first task is to move a million people across that river. That's his first one. You might be thinking, eh, not so hard. He's already split. God's already split the Red Sea before, and they crossed over and provided food and water in, in the barren desert. Remember, I want you to remember now, 
it's a new regime now. Joshua experienced every one of those miracles, but God was doing them through Moses. And because we're all different, God used or does it a different way with, with the, the different person, with Joshua. At the Red Sea, they, they, they waited until the sea parted and then <laughs> walked across on dry land. That's pretty cool. Hmm. This time, God said, I want you to start walking through it before it parts. So Joshua puts a plan together, puts the priests out front. We can sacrifice these guys so the pastors are out front, you know. I, I can just imagine these guys walking in this water, in this m mighty river now at this point, and it goes up to their ankles, and they take another step, and it goes up to their knees. And the next thing you know, they take another step, it's up to their thighs, and then eventually... And it gets up to their waist, and the pastors are going, uh, anytime, Lord. Amen, pastors. Anytime, Lord. But it wasn't until they got into the water. It wasn't until they, they got into the water. It wasn't until they got into the water that it began to part. The river stopped. And here's the point. And this is a good one to write down, those of you that are at home. The first step, the first step is always... The scariest, the first step. I don't, you know what? I've got no experience in this thing. I mean, God, you're telling me to do it, but I have no clue what I'm doing. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I have no experience, but, but it just, all I've got, all, all I've got is, is, is God saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be with you. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you. I, I've, I've commanded you to do it. I, I, I promised you. That first step, guys, regardless of how many times that happens, is the hardest one. It's the hardest. Let me ask you here today a very personal question. What's standing in front of you? What's your Jordan? What's the big, big thing that you've got to cross? That, that big barrier? That, that big hurdle? What, what, what is that? that? That obstacle that's staring you in the face? What is that? keeping you from reaching your destiny? What, what's, the, what's the Jordan River in your life? What, what is it that, that requires you to take that step of faith? What is that? Uh, another way of asking is, what's keep, listen to me closely, what's keeping you in the desert? God's waiting for you Oh, he's waiting for you to step. He's waiting for you to step out of the water. It's all he's waiting for. He's waiting for you to take that step of faith. That's what he's waiting for. I want to ask you something. You know anybody who's named their child Shaphat and Palti and Gadil and Emil? You recognize any of those names? No one's raising their hands here. How about Sethar and Nabhi and Gael and Igal? Surely someone has named their child Igal here. Any, anybody know Gadi or, or Samua? How, how, how about Joshua? Anybody know Joshua? How about Caleb? Anybody know Caleb? These guys are the names of the 12 spies that were sent in. Ten guys came back with a negative report and said, we, we can't do this. We, 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 we just can't do it. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Nobody remembers the guys who said it can't be done. 
Nobody remembers that. Only Joshua, only Caleb came back and said, come, come on, guys, come on. God, God, is, God is with us. I mean, come on, God's, God's promised us this thing. Come on, he, he's told us he, that, that we got this thing to, to just jump out and do it. Let's go after our destiny in 2021. We only remember the guys who trusted God. We only remember those guys. This year, we need men and women who were like Joshua and Caleb, not men like Igal and Palti that said, you know what? It just, it just can't be done. You know what? I didn't start making excuses. Oh, man, we're right in the middle of our life and a couple, we just got kids and we got all this stuff going on in time. And, it, you know, it's too much money. It's too much energy. It's too much effort. And we just can't do it. Guys, this year, we need Caleb's. And we need Joshua's who say, you know what? We can, we can do it. We can do this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out into the water. I'm going to take that risk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow my destiny, God's destiny for me. Let's do this thing. And also, I just want to say for all of you elders who might be thinking, oh, I've done my time already. I've passed my prime. Um, I'm like you, Steve. <laughs> I think I'm going to sit the rest of this game out. I want to remind you something, that when God gave this word to Joshua, he was 80 years old. It's never too late to say yes to God's destiny for your life. 2020 is in our rearview mirror. Let's stop looking there. Let's stop even referring to it. 2021 is here. God's destiny for you awaits. Make a plan. Make a plan. Obey God's word. I mean completely obey God's word and be courageous and strong and step. Take that first scary step into the waters. Fulfill your destiny, your personal destiny. Help fulfill your church's destiny. Just like Israel going into the promised land. You've got a choice. God says, I set before you life or death. I set before you blessings or curses. You get to choose. I have a destiny for you. And it's a good one. I mean, it's, it's good. I'm telling you, it's good. It, it, it gives you hope and for the future. Guys, it's simple today. Which side of the Jordan are you going to live on? desert side or on the promised land side I don't know this next year for me I'm going to live on the promised land side the bridge we're going to live on the promised land side let's cross our Jordan together